Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the We'll Get To It Later podcast with Vince Rogers. I'm your host, Vince Rogers. On today's pod, I am joined yet again by Ayaz Khan, the chemical engineer himself. On today's pod, we are going to get into some quick hits and headlines. Per usual, we're going to talk about Earl Thomas. We're going to talk about Kavanaugh, which the news just came in a couple hours ago about the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. We're going to talk about that. And then we are going to go through a little bit of our experience in New York. Specifically, we're going to talk about some food and then, you know, one little one little trick, one little recommendation that we have um, for your stay in New York, New York. And with that, let's get into today's episode. All right, we are back. Ayaz, how are you on this fine evening? I'm splendid. You're splendid. You're full? Your stomach is full? Um, We just had that Mediterranean food. That was amazing. We did? Yeah. We got relatively productive today. Yep. Um, Not not that it matters, but MSU lost today. MSU did lost today. Did lost, yeah. They did, yeah. Uh, To Northwestern. So shout out Zach Wingrove, uh, co-host. Of this podcast, previous co-host, previous co-host of yeah. this of this fine podcast, frequent contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss him. Yeah, miss him dearly, Zach. We need to have you back on. Yeah, but congratulations. To and by we, I mean me. But yes. Wow. <laughs> Listen. Um, until your name's on the banner, uh, we're gonna say me. Um, but that being said, something I wanted to bring up from Chupley is they had a sign that said. Top 100 best places to eat from Yelp. And I was, we were talking about this earlier. They didn't specify what the 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 range was. Yeah. They didn't say if it was top 100 places in Lansing or in Michigan or in the United States. So I'm not sure how credible that kind of award can be unless you present it with. Well, that's, that's like every car ad I've ever seen where they say this won the. JD something. JD Power and, Associates. Yeah, that sounds like a made-up association. Yes, I th- well, plus it sounds like every car has that award. Oh, yep, yep. Like, I th- like Chevy gets that award 17 times per car per year. And mm-hmm. it's the only thing that they talk about in their commercials. They have the JD Power Associates. Do you know the miles per gallon on the Chevy Cruze? Oh, no. Oh. Absolutely. I, all I know is that you can drive it through the Nevada wilderness... Wilderness, yep. Wilderness. And by wilderness, you mean desert? Desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Or you can drive it through um, the Sierra Nevada. Or you can drive it in, like, an Oregon, like, mountain region. Yes. You could probably drive it on the moon. You could. Yeah. That's the next commercial, probably. Yeah. All CGI, obviously. Yeah. But you could, theoretically, take your cruise up there and drive it on the moon. Sure. Why not? Why yeah. not? I mean, Elon Musk is basically there already. Yeah, and Chevy's better. Yeah, and Chevy... Oh, well, I mean, how many J.D. Power awards does Tesla Tesla have? None. None? Whack. All right. Well, the first thing I'd like to talk about, we're going to go into our hidden gems of the week. I'll start us off. My hidden gem this week is... It's not recent. It's not new. It just is something that I have come across that I don't know how I've been missing. And what I'm talking about is 
the legend, the goat herself, Amy Winehouse. I discovered this when one of my friends on Facebook shared a video, and it was a an acoustic version of her singing Valerie. And honestly, her voice almost brought me to tears. And I don't know how I had either maybe, I don't know if I had never just never heard her voice before, or if somehow it has just passed through my filter in my brain, but it stuck this time. And I've been on a, a Amy Winehouse binge all week. I, I don't know if it could have passed through your brain because you're pretty dense up there. That, so. <laughs> no, it, it, you're right, it bounces off. Yeah, it bounces off. It's like, yeah. it's like a sonar. Just, yeah, right. It's literally a sonar. It mm-hmm. just bounces off and someone else picks up on it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of my roommates picked up on it. They didn't want anything to do with it. In fact, yeah. in fact, my roommate, Steve, he said he didn't even like her voice, point blank, period. Which is... Just a wrong opinion. Yeah, that's no, that's just wrong. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's opinions are opinions. Yeah. And other times, opinions are incorrect. Yeah. And this is one of those incorrect mm-hmm. cases. And we also have a roommate who thinks that Post Malone uh, was... A hip-hop mogul? Yes, yes. I think. He does, yes. Yeah. He does thinks that. Uh... And so we don't really give credibility to their yes. When when you talk about Post Malone as a hip hop mogul, and then you try and, and talk to me about the Wu Tang Clan, yeah, that's you have no basis for your argument. Mm. Um, that being said, Yaz, what is your hidden gem this week? It's it's not a very global thing, but it should become global. Uh, it is two little brother kittens. Uh, their names are Hendrix and Bowie. Uh, they have their own Instagram and everything. It, what is their Instagram t- handle? Uh, it is Hendrix underscore and underscore Bowie. Hendrix, like Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix and, and like Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah, okay. And you should give them a follow. Absolutely. Uh, they are very photogenic. They as are, are most cats. Mm-hmm. But they are extre- these ones are extra, extra photogenic. Um, they're ridiculously cute. And they have very clever Instagram captions if you're ever trying to like get some good ideas. So definitely give them a follow. That's Absolutely. our hidden gem. And if you need, if you need to, if you can't remember their handle, you can always go to our Instagrams, and we have had pictures with them. Yes, we'll go, be doing a photo us. shoot later with them. Yeah, like a a promo shoot. A promo shoot. Yeah. yeah. You know, we got to do the dual branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the with the kittens and the podcast. All right, now let's get into some quick hits and headlines from this past week. The first thing I want to talk about is Earl Thomas. Um, so, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about Le'Veon Bell and his holdout. Well, Earl Thomas has also been doing a holdout, except he's been doing a hold-in, where, and you know, he comes to practice, he signed his contract, he comes to practice, he plays in the games, except when he gets to practice, he just sits out. He, you know, he doesn't participate in the practice, because he's spent the last 10 years of his life, his blood, sweat, and tears being the heart of of the Seattle Seahawks team, not just the defense, the entire team. He has brought them to multiple Super Bowls. He is was, for the past five years, probably the most valuable player in the league in the sense that if you took him off the Seattle team, they go from a contender to a bottom-of-the-barrel team. Mm-hmm. Their defense is nothing without Earl Thomas. All he asked this offseason was that you either give him a contract extension or you trade him. And Seattle did none of it. They said, you will play the the last year of this deal, which, by the way, is extremely cheap for his value because they signed it many, many years ago when he was 
when he was not the kind of player he is now. So he's playing on a deal that is not worth his value. They said, no, we're not going to extend you. And guess what? We're not going to trade you. So he's rightfully upset. But he's playing in the games. He is one of the top five highest rated players this season in the NFL per PFF. And last game, he breaks his leg. This, my point is this. I understand that there's a dichotomy between what the NFL players want and what the NFL teams want. The NFL teams look to get value from their players by signing the cheapest players possible, right? They're replacing the elite players with third round picks who make, uh, you know, 70, yeah, right? And that way they can sign a bunch of B-level players instead of one A-level player. I get that. I get that the NFL is doing that. Um, That being said, you have to understand you you have a duty to your players. You are the Seahawks aren't contenders anymore. Even with Earl Thomas on uh, they were not going to make a Super Bowl. It's not like they are doing some crazy team building or trying to you know piece together a team to make the Super Bowl. They are just being they're stubborn and and honestly disrespectful. And so Earl Thomas breaks his leg. He's out for season. He he was on the last year of his contract, so he doesn't have any more guaranteed money after this season. If he comes back at all, the the kind of contract he's going to garner is not going to be the same one that he would have, that he deserved prior to the injury. And this just goes to show that I think we need the we, the NFL needs to reevaluate not only their pay structure but also uh, their sentiment towards their players. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing is. Um in the NFL, like with the next when the next CBA is signed, I think the players are going to try to make it the structure such that there's more guaranteed money for sure, and they've got to they've got to do more they've got to leverage their own power more. I mean, we're seeing that with Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell at this point uh, is he could easily sign a contract, you know, in the range that he wants. Uh, he could sign the franchise tag and play, and even at this point, he would only have seven to, or seven to eight games of wear on his on his body if he were to play the rest of the season versus having played the whole season. But even in that in that sense, I mean, he, he was talking about it after the Earl Thomas injury. He said, you know, this is me setting a precedent for everybody else, you know. I'm, I'm going to sit out until I get the money that I want, you know, and that's and that, it's as simple as that. And I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is, and especially in the NFL, the problem is, though, is that a lot of, a lot of contenders – um, especially the teams that we've seen be successful the past few years, the Patriots especially, the even some of the, the teams that are like on and off, like the Packers or the Panthers, Falcons in the NFC. In the AFC, there's like uh, it's usually a revolving door, but some of the teams are that are like well established are like the Steelers, for mm-hmm. example, and the Ravens and yeah. the Bengals, and a lot of them just you know they rely on rookie contributions, they rely on pay- players on their rookie pay scales, and so I think. That's where the divide is in the NFL. Is that the um, the availability of young talent kind of diminishes the contracts that elite players can garner? But so that that just makes it more imperative for elite players to sit out no matter what, because you know they're they're not going to be as missed as much as they may have been otherwise because of like the availability of young talent in the league. But they are. They're, that's the only way they're going to get paid is if they sit out no matter what. You know, that's, I mean, they're not going to get paid if they just agree to come in because, like, 
then you're just you're just compromising on a lesser contract anyways. Right. So. Yeah, so this Earl Thomas thing is super sad. And honestly, I hope he comes back next next year and some team gives him at least a shot. So I hope he comes back and he, he shows the Seahawks who's boss. But with that, we'll go on to our next quick hit and headline. We're going to talk about Kanye West. No, we're not going to talk about his album that he dropped because I'm not going to lie, I haven't listened to it. In fact, I'm boycotting it because of the nonsense he's been pulling on Twitter. And that's what we're here to talk about, is he sent out a tweet, uh, maybe last week, talking about, in order to make America great again, we need to bring manufacturing back to the United States. And he didn't lay out a plan for this, obviously. He's not, you know, he's no economics expert. He just said, we need to bring manufacturing back home to the U.S., and I felt the need to restate, as I oftentimes do, that it is not reasonable to bring manufacturing back to the United States. We lost the manufacturing battle. We don't do manufacturing. The United States is not a manufacturing country. China's manufacturing. Unless the citizens of this country are willing to make iPhones for $2 an hour in a sweatshop, we have we do not have the competitive advantage in manufacturing. You know, what we have a competitive advantage in is um, technology. Hi- technology, highly educated positions like research. Uh, you're right, technology, innovation. That's what we do best. Where we have a lot of people that go to higher education, and we have a- opportunities for people to innovate things. And with the free market, it, we it pushes people to continually update and get better. What we don't have is a country that is suited for manufacturing. I mean, I'll ask you this. Let's say they open up a factory in in Pittsburgh building cars. You know, we take it from Mexico. Ford takes their shop from Mexico and puts it in Pittsburgh. And they say, you know, we're going to work you 50 hours a week for $5 an hour. You're not taking that job. No. Even if you are... We always are talking about how, you know, we're sending our jobs overseas or people are coming into this country are taking our jobs. What What's happening is we're sending jobs overseas and people are coming into this country and taking jobs that you people didn't want to work. And there's a reason that as soon as we crack down on immigration, the, um, the, the farms in California, the fruit is just rotting on the trees. There's no one to pick it. I don't see you guys stepping up to the plate to go pick some fruit in the scorching heat. For probably less than minimum wage. For less, of course, for less than minimum wage. So, Kanye, can you shut up about bringing manufacturing back to the United States, along with Trump? I mean, he obviously he gets it from Trump. And we talked about this last week. I mean, Trump just makes promises to cities and to populations of this country he'll never be able to keep. Well, the, the, the other thing is, um, a lot of these one-line, uh, like, kind of catchy solutions that they, that they offer up are exactly what they are. They're just a singular statement. They don't account for the fact that everything is like an intertwined web. You know, like, you can't just bring back manufacturing in the U.S. without inherently affecting a lot of things. Like you mentioned... The sat like the salaries paid overseas for uh, dirty manufacturing jobs are not worthy of U.S. you know U.S. living standards. So if you want to 
to fix that, you can lower the standard of living in the U.S. How do you do that? Stop letting inflation go uh, like go so rampant in this country, you know. Um, but how are you going to do that? You know, that I mean, that's not something that you can control necessarily. So, if you know, if you want to uh, like make jobs more available in this country, you know, what I'm saying like you should do it with the the tools and the like infrastructure that's already there. And like you mentioned, this country is ye- like eons more advanced than anyone else when it comes to like engineering design like positions research and development higher level thinking in general like there's more schools here that are like well known in america alone than there are in any other like any other country you know that you, know, you can talk about oxford or whatever you want cambridge those are two co- uh, like colleges in the Eng- in england sure we've got four on the east coast alone that can match yeah. them mm-hmm. so you have way more opportunity here for High, like for people to start, you know, and you have to up, you know, you have to update yourself as you are in this country. I mean, um, I understand that it's not easy, and I understand there's some people that want to like be able to sur- at least survive and even thrive sometimes, uh, doing jobs that don't require, you know, like uh, higher level thinking or you know, like that are more skilled labor. But the problem is again is that there's only an extent to how much. You can so how much of an impact you can make doing manufacturing, operating jobs, or skilled labor. You know, uh, at some point, you know those jobs are going to be outsourced to people that are willing to pay less for it. And inherently speaking, the same people that want a manufacturing job back in the U.S. are also the person that would rather pay less for an everyday good, an everyday item, and that everyday item's of uh, market value is dictated by the cost of making it. You know, it's as simple as that. You can't, you can't, we could not produce an iPhone in America and still have everyone working there buy an iPhone. Exactly. You yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to afford it anymore. Yeah. You don't see, you don't see people that make them being able to afford them. Absolutely they, not. That's, and that's exactly what it is. Like you can't, yeah, you would lower the standard of, I mean, you'd have to lower the standard of living here, uh, in order to pay them, uh, the, the, the salaries that are paid, paid to them. And I mean, and that's, again, that's not a negative on the U S or anything like that. That's simply just a reality of the situation. We're a more advanced society. We have a higher standard of living and there's different opportunities available in this country. There's not worse opportunities, there's different opportunities. Yeah, so we didn't necessarily offer any solutions there, but we did need to put Kanye in his place. Yeah. And 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 Trump and anyone else with, you know, that similar mindset. Well, we did we did offer a solution. The solution the solution is for people to you, you, like yes, the availability of hand like labor skilled labor and whatnot and like manufacturing jobs is limited in this country you're gonna have to go into academia you're gonna have to go into working in design and research and whatnot that's just the reality of it that's like how we're moving forward you know you have to be able to contribute in that manner things are becoming automated processes are becoming automated you don't need many like hand labor for it anymore and it's being automated and whatnot because of your consumer demands not like some like George Soros conspiracy that you like to peddle every morning on Fox News. Like it's you that wants to pay less for the same good. You want to pay less for the same good? They're gonna make it using a machine, uh, like an automated robot instead of a human. That simple as that. Exactly. You want to pay more for goods? Go ahead. We'll give you a manufacturing job. Yeah. Please. Yeah. All right. I, I if I say any more, I will begin to get flustered. Yeah. Um. So we'll go on to our next headline which is something that you know just came down the pipeline today it's been in the news the past week 
and it's had everyone uh, in a kerfuffle. And it's the Brett Kavanaugh dilemma. I will, I'll call it a dilemma. Um, so today he was confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. And, But let's start this by going back and talking about why he was nominated in the first place. People's, this is, uh, it's been clouded. The, the, the things that, the, the bad things about Kavanaugh have been clouding the, the, the real reason, the real actual bad problem with his nomination. The problem with his nomination is that the only reason Trump nominated, nominated him in the first place is because Kavanaugh doesn't think you can indict a sitting president. Kavanaugh literally came out and said that no matter what Trump did, you cannot indict him because he's a president. So Trump went right out and nominated him for Supreme Court. All this stuff since then is clouding it. Now, all this stuff that I'm talking about is our sexual assault allegations from his college days coming specifically from one woman. And well, there were other women that also said they could provide witness testimonies. Oh, but they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah, they, they chose yeah, not to. Yeah. So, I have a couple things that I want to talk about to that regard. The first thing, obviously, I'm going to... It's necessary that you preface this kind of conversation about sexual assault allegations, about, you know, that this kind of event. You need to preface it by saying it's important to believe victims, right? You have to listen. You have to believe. You have to... You have to. Do you have to conform? You have to create a society where people feel comfortable coming out and telling people about experiences like this that they've had, mm-hmm. Be- or else victims are just living in the dark. Yeah. Right. That being said, I think that the way that we are treating allegations of this kind have has been. Not like not beneficial to it is, the, the it, process. Yes, it has not been beneficial. It's it has become a it has become it's uh, this is hard. So here's so here's here's my point. I, as Can soon, I pick up like, basically what I think it is is the issue is the general outcry, the attack on his character of following the allegations was so sudden and so vicious. That even like the the problem is in the in this case is that you know even if like even if those sexual assault allegations are true even if like the evidence comes out you know the problem is it only gives fuel to the other side as well you know the the side that's trying to protect him they're saying oh look like look how they're treating him and the, and the problem was they were attacking his character before a statement an yes. official statement had even been released by Dr. Yes. Ford it came upon her initial. Um, basically statement that she like basically she made a statement that said that she was assaulted by Kavanaugh she did not give any details per se she just made a general blanket statement and she did say that she would go into further detail at the uh, official hearing obviously but the problem was what we're trying to get at is the reaction to the initial statement uh, the sudden flurry of pointing fingers and uh, just general like outcry over the over the situation is what's the issue you know we can't the because the problem is that's only used as fuel for the the argument that says that um all like these allegations can also ruin men's lives and that's a problem we don't want to get we don't want 
um, the the normal societal reaction to be like that when you hear some some sort of allegation pointed towards an official or a justice or whatever it may be. Instead, you know the the vitriol that came out during the hearing is perfectly acceptable. Right. His uh, his defense, uh, his arguments. Uh, his, his uh, the way he supported himself, yeah, yeah. R- ridiculous. Yeah. You know, at that point, you know, it makes sense to go at like go after him. You know, question his character, question his, uh, like, basically question whether his side of the story is true or not. Yeah, know? and question whether he should be, whether he's suited to be a Supreme Court justice. At exactly. All, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, in that case, it has been. But the problem is now is that and it, and you know we're speaking to hopefully a pop a population that understands that. There is a large population in this country that will only now still look at the way he was treated pre-trial. You know, right. the initial outcry to the to the um, to the event, and their argument will always be until they die, is that they didn't even give him a chance to speak, and they decided he was uh, guilty. And what if you want, and if you want to do that within your own head, that is fine. But for the sake of, you know, these sort of situations, we can't. You know, we can't create this sort of like outcry upon the initial, you know, allegation made or the, upon the initial statement. You know, that's the point of the due process. That's the yes. point of it. So, I mean, you're right. This is a touchy subject. We're not trying to say that, you know, the outcry is unwarranted. It, right. Right. But we're saying you have to control it. Yes. You know, until the actual, like, testimony is released. You know? Right. Right. You, know, it's, you don't want to create a situation where now he is guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. You want to create... A, a scenario where it is unfallible that he is that he is innocent, and now you have outcry because this is a person who is a monster, right? Yeah. The, the the outcry should be he has done this exactly. He is yeah. a sick person. Yeah. He needs to be in jail and definitely should not be a, a, a yeah. Supreme Court justice. Exactly, and and the biggest thing that that hearing showed us. I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm gonna be a realist, I'm, I'll play devil's advocate here. At the end of the day, the reality is. Is that it's going to be hard to jail him because a the FBI investigation is extremely incomplete. Right. Uh, they did not go and inve- and uh, take the testimonies of key witnesses that they, that were recommended in this in this trial. And b again, it is at the end of the day a he said she said argument. Right. You know whether whether that like I totally understand there are victims out there that that is. Their argument, obviously, they, you. Of course, no I mean, there's not always going to be victim or uh, or witnesses. Exactly, and we can't, and like we can't help it, and we're not saying that that is not a like a viable, a, a viable argument. Yeah. But for something that happened so long ago, in this scenario, it was a it is a he said she said right t- type argument, especially considering the FBI won't investigate the other witnesses that are available. Right, you know, but so for our for our uh, purposes though, the the behavior of Kavanaugh during the confirmation hearings, his uh, outbursts, his anger, his like literal stupidity of his arguments, utilizing so- a story of what it took for him to get into Yale, you know, that Jeez, yeah. is not oh applicable God. to, you know, that's, that's literally not applicable to the situation at hand. All he's doing is, is, is trying to play into, you know, the hearts and minds of rich white people. Yeah. He's like, look at what I had to do. I'm sure you guys can all, you know, relate right. to my story. And, How and, could you let this mean, happen? And I mean, the, the biggest the biggest takeaways from this are also that, you know, it, it shows a large divide in how we treat, you know, people based on their socioeconomic status. Yeah. You know? Like, 
imagine, I mean, you know, I remember like seeing some of the outcry was after this that, you know, imagine like your your child, your son could be accused of something that he never did. I mean, can you think of how many unarmed black men have been shot in the last yeah. year alone for a crime that they didn't even commit? Yeah. Just and because they looked like someone else. Right. Or they looked at a cop wrong. Right. And they they were not they were not Or they were tri- children holding a toy gun. Yeah, and they were not the they were not put on trial either. No. They're put in a coffin. Yes. There's a there's a huge difference. Yeah, there's a huge difference that, between you getting publicly yeah. embarrassed on TV Exactly. or getting shot in the yeah. face. Yeah. And that is and that is exactly what the issue is. The problem is if you're going to direct your anger, your uh your issue with this situation, the Kavanaugh hearing, I totally understand it. I get it. You're 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 saying that this is a baseless allega- uh, accusation. There is little. There's very little evidence uh, backing it. But where are you? Where are you screaming on the so- on the different social medias? Out on the streets, people are you know women for Kavanaugh. You know I believe Kavanaugh pro- uh, um, posters. Where are you when Philando Castile? Yeah, know, was shot Sterling, in his yeah. own car in front of his daughter. Yeah, and and his wife. Yeah, where were you then? You know, did, he wasn't given even due process. You know, no. So and that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna get mad at this situation, get mad at all of them. Yeah. Don't have a selective uh, anger towards this specific scenario because then your argument is, then you're just straight up being racist. Yep. yep. Yeah. You're definitely playing into the um, the fact that you just want to see a Republican, uh, like a right leaning judge, get selected to the to the position, and it also again weakens your own argument. You know, if you're going to go after this, go after all of it, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last little tiny controversial thing I want to say regarding the, yeah. the, the, the Kavanaugh thing, and, and it's impossible to say this without sounding like I don't believe Dr. Ford. Yeah. Or it cannot be, you know, glossed over the fact that there is incentive for someone to have come out with a story like this against Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like it's not like, it's not like this is a... a, a there was a lot of incentive for someone to make a story that would possibly um, not that to come out with a story that would possibly lead to Kavanaugh not being able to become a Supreme Court justice. It's mm-hmm. not like this is, you know, a scenario that has no out, you know, no consequences. Yeah. So I do want to point that out, and it's impossible to say that without sounding like someone who is saying that she's making this up. Yeah. But I do. There that that has to be, you know considered that being said let's move on to our next topic a happier note a happier note a hungrier note hungry very hungry note yeah we would like to talk about our experience uh culinarily in new york new york the city that never sleeps what what else do we call new york the big Big apple Apple. the big (laughs) apple the big apple relevant because food Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't think I had an apple there, but... Oh, well, we were not having any fruits or vegetables. No, we did that, not, yeah. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think there were some vegetables in the... Korean Tomato barbecue. sauce has has vegetables in it. Yeah, I think it has a good... A lot of sodium, too. But yeah. yeah. I think that's a vegetable. Oh, tomatoes are... I think are fruits. fruits. Are fruits. Yeah, 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 yeah. seeds, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a whole co- controversial argument. It is. That's, that's gonna... That's the most controversial thing we've talked about. Oh, on absolutely, yeah. Um, so... What do you want to do? You want to go through a list and you know just go through some of the, the yeah. We can the, just talk about some of the things we ate and we thought were significant. Absolutely. We highly recommend. Highly, yeah, they're they're definitely recommendations. 
so I can start you off. I know I didn't get a chance to eat there because I remember I was pretty full when we got there. Right. But you got to try the Korean snow place. Yes. What did you, you like get. about that? Yeah, so this was after our Korean barbecue experience. Yeah. And uh, our tour guide and our host for the week brought us to this Korean restaurant where they were serving Korean snow, which is kind of like shaved ice. Yeah. But it's like a mixture of soft serve and shaved ice that was – it, it melted in your mouth beautifully. Mm-hmm. It was you. Was you, it like an even melt? It was like an even melt. There were no chunks. You know, it wasn't oh, like yeah. there was like crystallized balls of ice. Yeah, it was smooth. It, it the I don't remember. I think I had a matcha tea flavor, mm-hmm. and it had a bunch of toppings and stuff on it. It was it was delicious, and it was exactly the kind of thing that you can fit in your tummy after you've just eaten a lot of all you can eat buffet food or not oh. b- barbecue food. Yeah, you know, once you've pounded stuff into your stomach, what you need is something light. And you know what's light? Snow. Good point. Uh, the next place where we both ate was mm-hmm. um, a small a small joint near where we were staying in Manhattan. It was called Tato Ramen. Mm. And mm. how would you describe the entrance to it? Like, well, I don't know. Is there like a specific terminology used for this? I'm sure. Things? I'm sure there is, but so, you can explain it. I yeah, mean, I can. I can describe it. I mean, so the restaurant itself was technically in the basement of a building. Uh, I mean, you have to go down like a like a very short flight of stairs into the into the entrance of it, but where the stairs led up onto the the actual sidewalk, uh, they had kind of built like a sort of a plastic tent around it in a way, and there was like a cover you pulled back and you just walked in. It was kind of like a waiting area. And I noticed some like a bunch of restaurants kind of had something similar. Yeah, but that's kind of what the entrance was like, and this place really. What I mean. This place was one of those places where just like it's classic New York. It had the food. Yep. It had the vibe. It had the atmosphere. Yeah. It had the atmosphere and it had the music. The music. Uh, and it was just like the authentic cultural feel. Yes. It really was truly that. I mean, so when you walk in right into that ramen place, there's a extremely limited seating, which I kind of like. That was it, no, that's good. Yeah, that kind of like it just and it's always packed. I mean, yeah. it's always like, it's not too long of a wait, but there's definitely a wait yeah. because it's not a very big place. Yeah. But, but that's also, how you it's, know that it's very high, like, people go there. People exactly. Travel like, yeah, there. it's like a high standard of food, too. Yeah. And that's probably only possible because they have such few patrons at yes. a time. So when you walk in, there's like a, you can sit along the bar. Like, um, or you can just go get a, a go get a table. And sometimes yeah. you might have to share a table with another group. Exactly. If yeah. if they're you know they're low on space, if you're only two people, you might have to share a four person table. The, and, and that's fine. And you that's good. You get a communal experience. Yeah. Exactly. Meet new people and whatnot. Now it'd be it's really fun when you sit on along the bar because yeah. you can watch them make it. They're making it right in front of you, like right like right on the other side of the bar. They've got the big pot with all the noodles in it. They're, saut- they're sautéing the like meat on another area. They've got the huge kettle with the broth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They've got it all like going right in front of you, uh, and I mean, so first off, yeah, that the just the 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 atmosphere in there, like the way it was set up, was really cool. Uh, also, the I mean, just like they played great music too. Remember they did they, play great music. They were playing like some some older jams. Yeah, they played now, some some good hip hop at one point. Oh yeah, that's what it was. They were the place that. Cycle through completely different genres yes. in a matter of seconds. Exactly, they went from you know some old school New York hip hop. Yeah. To I think they played like a, then they had like a Taylor Swift and then maybe like a country song and maybe like a K-pop. 
Yes. No, they were really all over the place. Was, but that was kind of keeping you on your toes. It, w- it was, yeah. exactly. And it was like you weren't getting like like lulled into the same like beat right. or like, style of music. Mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. you're being like shook every five seconds. Like you were literally listening to, you're right, like some older kind of like hip hop. And all of a sudden you were hearing like, hearing like a modern like pop song. Like yeah. Demi Lovato was yeah. on there or like Taylor Swift. And yeah. you're like, wow, this is interesting. And to go along with that interesting music, the food, obviously, oh. the key thing. Yeah, the reason we went. You know, the, the reason, reason we, you go, and yeah. the atmosphere is great, but the reason you got to go. First off, it's cheap. It yeah. is for, for New York, and even in general, I would say, it's a relatively cheap place. You can get bowl, the bowls range for anywhere from 12 to $19, mm-hmm. depending on, like, how many ingredients you get or, like, what kind of meat you got in there yeah. or not. Bowls are... As with most ramen places, extremely large, like humongous, humongous. Like they will fill you up for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, it was for people for a couple of guys who eat a lot of food. Yeah, it was a struggle to put was, the whole. thing Oh up. yeah, especially the broth. The broth, yeah, the, the broth, broth was pretty. You. It wasn't very. And I would like, but it was a very wasn't very thin. It was kind of like heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had a lot of flavor to it. Yeah, uh, you could customize it any way you wanted. The 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 ramen bowls, like you could get. Like extra spicy, kind of medium spicy. You, they, if you wanted to replace one of the vegetables with something else, they'd be totally willing to do it. If you wanted to add a little extra meat, they'd be fine with that too, you know. And just in general, that food was amazing. I think we ate there. I think we ate there twice. Twice in our just our six days. In our six stay. days there, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you, we cannot. It is the best ramen I've ever had. Yo, yeah. And if you've never had good ramen, you know, if your thought, if your ideas about ramen are is the stuff that comes from the packet that you buy at Meyer, you first off. One retweet equals one prayer. Yes, yeah. yes, for for those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but secondly, uh, if you're ever in New York, definitely Tadorama is not out of the way. It's right near Manhattan. I think it was on Fifty Second. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and like Eighth or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. It was very near where like Times Square is. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It's right next to Times Square. Yeah, no, so it's, it's not. It's very accessible. Yeah, it's yeah. not a travel. You know, you don't need to travel to get there. Yeah. So now let's talk about a couple places in the uh, it, like kind of in the Chinatown, Little Italy area. Yes. So one of them was. Uh, Ferrara's cannoli. Absolutely. That was right in the heart of Little Italy. It was like it wasn't like a kind of a mom mom and pop type shop. Like it was. It probably started off as. It probably started off, but it was a well established joint. Yeah. You know, everyone knew about it. Yeah. So I mean, basically, when you right when you walk in, it was it was really nice. So so the outside was like really kind of like this is again maybe be cliche statement, but it was very New Yorkish. You know, there yeah, was like mm-hmm. a, right. there was a, uh, like in in like cursive lettering. It said Ferrara's like up and down, yep. and it was like uh, a lit sign. You know, like it was like lit, yeah. like literally speaking, <laughs> and and but it wasn't all lit at once. Like it, the F would light up, then the E, mm, and the yeah, R, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. It catches your eye, right? Exactly. Away. Yeah. yeah, it catches your eye. It's like like rotating through it, and. I remember what else, well, the other thing that catches your eye is it's right on the same street as the uh, official Little Italy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you take a good picture, you can get this both signs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, right when you right when you walk in, there's um, that you can go towards the back where they have like kind of like basically a restaurant like mm-hmm. sitting here. Yep, you can yep, yep, sit yep. down and order your uh, desserts or whatever you're trying to get the pastries, whatever you're getting there, or you can get right in the line and order it from the open counter that they have. You know, so but if you order in line, you have to take it to go. You have to take it to go, which yeah. we didn't know, because, and it was freezing. It was freezing. We were eating our cannoli and our gelato in sub 30 degree weather yes with not proper clothing on but we had to look good so, we oh yeah. yeah well as you know yeah. uh fashion is pain yes yes yeah. fashion over comfort fashion over comfort always uh, but the food i mean it was really good so i think that what we got there was the gelato ice cream mm-hmm. and the cannoli and the cannoli and now i i cannot say i've eaten cannoli in a lot of areas you know 
But that was definitely 100% the best cannoli I've ever had. I, I think I maybe had had cannoli once before, maybe twice. And yeah. I the reason I'd only had it so few times was because it never stuck out to me as something that I wanted to have again. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was like, well, if I'm going to have a dessert, I might as well have ice cream. I'd rather... No. This cannoli? Yeah. I would, I would get on my bike, and I would bike from Manhattan to Little Italy to get this cannoli. Yeah. I mean, this was... This was a legit dessert. It was amazing. I mean, it was, it was. Uh, I think, well, def- definitely one of the highlights of that place. Like that place was known for yeah. cannoli. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, being uh, the expert tourists we were, we utilized Yelp to yes. figure out yep. other things. Mm-hmm. And the first thing it said on Yelp was to try their cannoli. was to go to the cannoli. Yeah, and and so that's the first thing we tried, and that's specifically what we would. In fact, in our notes for this podcast. I literally just wrote cannoli by Ferraris. Yes. Because that's what I would for sure try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gelato was also really good, and I'm sure there's a lot of other pastries there, but yeah. obviously when you're thinking when you think Italy, when you think Italian desserts, you think cannoli, that's what you want. Yeah. Ferraris. If if I'll tell you what though, do not eat the cannoli right after a bowl of ramen, because you won't have room in your tummy. Those boys are dense. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. You you have these all things have to be structured over yes. six days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- definitely do not try and do all of this list in one day. No, 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 absolutely not. You won't make it. You won't make it. Uh, let's see. The, the other thing in the uh, little Italy area was kind of the uh, the dim sum place that we were trying. Yes, yes. Yeah. Little that that would be uh, little China. That, that China Chinatown. Chinatown. It wasn't actually that little, so it can't it be was, little. It was, not, it was very large, and in fact, this specific dim sum place was kind of in the middle of, well, what felt like nowhere. We were just on a random alleyway yeah. with, like, three Mercedes parked outside. Yep, Must yep. have been some sort of drop going down. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, and we just walked into this dim sum place and had some very bomb food. Wow, we got it to go. We got it to go. We got it to go. So, you're right. So, all of the dim sum places in Chinatown it seemed to just be, like, little holes in the wall, but they were all packed. Yeah. Like, we were just walking by, and there's, like, this little door in the on a corner, yeah. and you would look in, and it's just full of people pounding dumplings. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's a, it's a completely different vibe than the Little Italy. Little Italy was brightly lit. Yeah. You know, there's... Um, more sit-down restaurants. Yeah, more sit-down-y place. This yeah. was just, like, people, they just, they were there for a purpose. They weren't yeah. messing around. They were just there to, boom, get some dumplings. Yeah, and we know? had to take ours to go. We did. And it was quite the adventure trying to eat it. On the way... Do like, you know why we had to take them to go? Do you remember? Oh, we were trying to get to that Italian restaurant. Yeah, we were trying... We had to get the dumplings to go because we had to make it back for pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the... At, the at Margarita. Margarita. Yes. That's literally the name of the restaurant. Yeah, that... Well. that If that doesn't sum up our food, um, you know, adventures in one theme, I don't know what does. Taking our f- other food to go so that we have time to make it back for our meal. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, what, what did we get? We got... I think I got, like, some shrimp one, mm-hmm. and, like, I think it was crab meat in there. Yeah, one. yeah. I, you know, I definitely got some pork ones. Yeah. I didn't want you to disintegrate, so no, I, I didn't let you have those. No. Um, but they were all delicious. We we ate, you know, we ate some of them in the lobby of the pizza place. Yeah. We ate some of them on a, in a train station. Yes, yes. We did. Um, we tried to eat some of them as we walked. As we that walked. That was extremely messy. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you have to use chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, delicious. Very delicious. Very delicious. And affordable. And affordable, yes. Yeah. If, if you want to get... You could get... I a, think it was like $6 per person. Yeah. And we got like six dumplings and, each or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got a ton of those yeah, yeah. dumplings. That was definitely worth. Now, the... Not quite in Little Italy Chinatown, but in the, in the general vicinity, uh, when you go a little further south past uh, the very famous Canal Street, where if yes. you're ever looking for a Gucci bag, yes. uh, please go to Canal Street. And by Street. Gucci, you mean Fucci. Yeah. Fake Gucci. But now remember... 
they if you're not good planning on living in New York, definitely recommend getting something from Canal Street. Yes. You're not going to be able to tell if it's real or fake outside of New York. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, do not, but I would recommend not actually flexing it um, because unless you are someone who everyone knows has money, people will know it's fake. Oh, right. Yeah. I can't wear the Gucci belt that I got because people just automatically assume it's, I am, fake. I, it's fake. Yeah. yeah. I'm just fronting on people. Uh, the, yeah, so the, the place was called Chelsea Market, right? Yes. And in Chelsea Market was a place that I I would probably visit at least twice or twice a week. Yeah. Oh, if I lived, I would say, what, in a 15-minute walk? Yeah. If it was on my way to work or right. something. Or, you know, even on the weekend, just go both days true, or something. True, 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 true. Los Tacos, number one. Yeah. Wow. Hands down. Now, one thing I can say I've eaten a lot of is tacos. Ta- yep. I've tried taco places multiple wherever i go you know tried them down south we went to that place in florida we were yep. at rocco's mm-hmm. taqueria yep. and rum or something yeah they had really good tacos i thought but this place by and by far the best tacos i've ever had yes there's yes. N- not i don't i don't i literally cannot even tell you what was so good about them it, yeah it was hard to say and the thing was the, the the craziest thing was it wasn't like they were like cooking them for a long time or it was something that looked like they put a lot of attention to no they, they were only, just slapping tacos they, on they, plates and the, the biggest the, the reason I think that they were so good was they only made five things there yes they made like three tacos flavors and then they made like two like quesadillas I think yeah. or something or tortas or something yeah. oh yeah yeah like they made like a their whole menu was like seven different food items max and so what you basically do is in Chelsea Market it's kind of like an indoor bazaar type thing mm-hmm. and there's just like different like different restaurants or like um places to eat kind of like off to the side of the hallways yeah and um the Los Tacos number one place had nowhere to sit right yeah it's just a long line out the door you go up the you go up the uh, ca- uh the cashier you get your order they hand you a ticket or basically a receipt and you go around to the bar or like or like the the chef or whatever you want to right. call him, and you hand him hand him the receipt he looks at it and he just asks the first thing he asks flour or what or else? corn or corn yeah flour or corn and then you just make a decision right there on the spot either one works either one works i got to i got to say i i'm a, I'm a corn guy yep. traditionally you know traditional mexican tacos are corn yep and uh you would die and right? i yes i would the you know the the flour would kill you obliterate me yeah yeah. So that's also key to remember. Right. You don't want it. it they're, they're good, but I do not recommend doing them in lieu of your death. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do not die for these tacos, literally. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, they, they, they take your receipt. Uh, then they make it right in front of you. They make mm-hmm. it right in front yep. of you. And they have, like, four salsas to your left. Yep. They're, like, ranging from, like... So there's three that are, like, normal salsas, I think. Like, typical picante, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like, picante is a spicy one. And then yeah, they have, yeah. like... Two other ones that are, like, not as spicy, I guess. Then they had another one that was, like, very pico de gallo, you know? Mm-hmm, like, kind of, mm-hmm. like... It wasn't, like, uh, uh, like runny. There was no, like, sauce to it. It was just kind of, like, a dry was, sauce. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it was also really good. Yeah. Definitely recommend putting that on Oh, there. absolutely. And then they had, like, separate hot sauces you could put, yes. too. Also, pour that on. Oh, yeah. Um, Depending on your spice tolerance. Right. Uh, you and I are, are high spice level Oh, yeah, performers. absolutely. Yeah, so we, we put a lot of it on. Yeah. And also definitely was, like... Tasty spot. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just some like Carolina Reaper stuff to just like yeah, test your. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah, we're not here to you know show our manhood by yeah. how spicy. And by manhood, we mean uh, our tears as our we're, tears. Yes, our um, tears having, and like acid reflux the rest. Yes, of the night. and also probably hallucinogenic <laughs> yes, experiences. Yes. Yeah, but no, definitely, definitely recommend going to Los Tacos. Number one. Yeah. Very cool vibe. Tacos. 
by and by far the best tacos I've ever had. I would I would easily argue that. Like yeah. I've and the the reason I would do that too is because I've eaten a lot of tacos. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's I mean cannoli not haven't eaten enough of it. Ramen mm-hmm. also. If I even find a ramen place, period, I think it's a yeah, right, yeah, right. So, but I thought that ramen was really good. But this tacos by and by far, uh, uh just a step above it. And yeah. again, you know, don't you have to take our word for it. Go on Yelp. I mean, yeah, it's not official, but I think on like three thousand reviews or something, they have five stars. Yeah, like that's kind of hard to beat. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. means like that. 3,000 people like that have taken the time out to A, review it, and B, have good things. That's the thing about Yelp. If 3,000 people have literally gone out of their way to make a Yelp review. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That Even in and of itself, that's yeah. uh, an accomplishment. Yeah, and to, and to all have said five stars, yeah. that's big. And it got also a pretty affordable place. You know, yeah. like oh, for yeah. when you're getting a good taco, you're going to be paying three to four dollars per taco, you know? Yeah. And that's what they were charging. It wasn't yeah. like they were overpricing the sure. tacos. Yeah. They no. were just charging a standard price that yeah. everyone else does. Yep. Um, Okay, another place in and around that area. This one, do we want to leave for last? Would you say that was a highlight, the, the milk bar? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as as you're supposed to do, you leave dessert for last. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's key. We did hit, put Ferraris, Ferraris in the middle. We did put Ferraris yeah. in the middle, but that was because they're so... Uh, that was of a locational a, Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, and technically, this milk place is not quite where we are at right now, locationally right. speaking. Yeah, locationally. So... Now, moving to Brooklyn, moving yep. a little bit outside of our comfort zone, moving to Brooklyn, there's three things I want to talk about. Uh, two of them I did with you. Uh, one of them I I tried when I went there again this past summer. You're not allowed to travel without me. <sighs> I know. It was it was rude on my part. Listen, in the future, just take me along. Like I, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's not hard. No, no. Just, I'll just come. Yeah, you'll just hey, come. Yeah, ain't nothing but a thing. N- n- invite or not. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the first place I want to talk about is Isaac's Bakery. Yes. Oh. Now, this is kind of... I, I would make this more generic than it is that specific bakery. Right, because I, we didn't... You know, there. it was not like a destination bakery. Exactly, yeah. It, the the key thing, though, is when you're in Brooklyn, there's a neighborhood or yes. area of Brooklyn that has a lot of Ashkenazi Jews in it. Yep. And they are some of the best bakers in the world. They and got, that's, that's just a known fact. Yeah. They got skills with the gluten. Oh, they got... Ooh, and, and the sugar. And, and the, the sugars and the chocolates. Else. And anything else that can give you diabetes. Yes. But it's worth getting it but, for. Yes. And let me just say, I had never had the thing that is known as bubka. Yep. The, I don't even know what it is to this day. People ask me, and I, I can't even describe it. Like I, I will do my best. And yeah. the way I describe it is, imagine a cinnamon roll. You know, yeah. the, way, the way that you have that kind of flaky, but also soft swirl with yeah. the with the stuff in between it yeah now imagine this as that as a loaf of bread. as a loaf of bread but there's also it but it's fudge instead of cinnamon and also there's like a crispy crumbly crunchiness on the top and yeah. sometimes in between yes and it is imagine imagine when moses asked and his people asked for food yes and god sent them manna yeah from heaven mm-hmm. this is alpha manna yeah <laughs> What they had was beta mana. Yes, yes. Yep. This would. This is like when. Um, and this is accurate. These are Ashkenazi Jews. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a better description for it. Yeah, it, it was truly amazing. Chocolate it's- babka. Also, they sell it by the pound. Yeah. <laughs> and you, when you we see- were asking, we were gonna be like, all right, we'll take a slice, and the lady was like, um. 
here, let's just weigh it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm like, if you, if it is a b- b- bread item that yeah. you are weighing by the pound, yeah. that's insanity. Bread is supposed to be light and fluffy. Yes. Not, not hefty <laughs> and Oh my dense. God, that was amazing. It was amazing. Oh. It's honestly. And they put powdered sugar on the oh, top. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, That's right. When they served it, they were like, you know, putting the powdered sugar on it. Yeah, just like, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's honestly, by the grace of God's, our luck that we even got there. Yes, yeah, because we went there to try out. I can't remember the name of the pizza place, but it's like the most famous one in Brooklyn. Yeah, the number one pizza. Yeah, place. it's like it's like, and it was. It's a really small place too. But the problem was, it was having a private party it, that specific night. Yeah, yo, know? and the guy was really like re- felt really bad for us. He was like, "I'm sorry, man. You guys come next time. I'll get you. I'll make sure you get a pizza." Yeah, which sounded like a discount, but Brooklyn was kind of a haul for us, so we yeah. were planning on coming back anyways. Yeah. So instead, we were looking around, and I realized, like, yeah, my dad had told me that. That in Brooklyn, you should go to the bakeries. And I was like, well, let's look around. And lo and behold, that one was, what, like just a block or two? It was a block away. It was almost like a light was shining down upon it in the yeah. darkness. Yes. It was, and, and it was the darkness. It, it was, was the darkness. Like it was like 8 o'clock at night. It was it late. Was like light raining. It, it was, was freezing. Yeah. We were we were frustrated from our lack of pizza consumption. Yeah. We had just spent 30 minutes on a, on a train. Coming over the Brooklyn. Coming over yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. All we needed was some calories in our stomach. Yes, and that provided. And it. and there was manna from heaven. Yeah, alpha manna. Alpha manna. Thank you. Yeah. All right, definitely. So when you're in Brooklyn, try any of the bakery places. When I was there this past summer, also I w- we walked into a random one. Also very good. Also very good. Yeah. So the other place I, w- I want to talk about in um I, I only I I went there this past summer, so I can't remember the name of the restaurant. But in this area of Brooklyn, there's a lot of Cuban and like Dominican, Dominican right. like sort of like uh, like themed restaurants, and the, I had a Cuban sandwich for the first time ever. Oh, right, and really, in all honesty, the, I mean, the bread is—I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's definitely something I've had before. Yeah. It's not anything special. Uh, the meat is seasoned a little differently. Like the, I had a chicken sandwich, and it was seasoned a little differently, but nothing that like came out at me. Right, right. The they put some like sort of like a spicy sauce on it that was very good. But also not something that was extremely unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The key thing, the ultimate thing that was in that sandwich that sent it from just being a, a pretty good sandwich to a uniquely good sandwich. You know, it's 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 like I've had really good sandwiches, but this is uniquely different. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is what makes it something you want to try. It's memorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They put a fried plantain in it. Huh. <laughs> oh, and it was amazing. It was ah. Oh. I'm not fried plantains are one of those things where you only get it in like Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican cuisines. Exactly. Miami. Yeah. But it's so good. I don't know why white people haven't appropriated it yet. (laughs) Like, just put like a fried plantain in your, like, they should have it at Subway. Oh. Would you like some fried plantains in your BLT? Yeah, we at Qdoba. Why don't they serve a side of beer or um a side of plantains? It's already an authentic Mexican. That's restaurant. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's not like it's, it's not like a, a a crazy difficult thing to do. You're just taking some plantains and you're frying them. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. But that makes a Cuban sandwich amazing. Yeah. Now a place we both went to. Yes. Approved by the one and only Guy, Guy Fieri. Fieri. Guy Fieri. If you have hair like that and you like this restaurant. Yeah, you I'm know it's there. good. I'm yeah. eating there. Done. I'm eating there. We've eaten at a place in Lansing, a barbecue place, where his picture was there. Yes. And we actually ordered extra food when we walked in. We did. We 
we we went in knowing what we were gonna order. We said we need some brisket. Yeah. We walked in. We looked to the right. There's a picture of Guy Fieri. I said maybe we need ribs too. And I said chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, now this now this place was called Giuliano's, right? Very very posh, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Italian pizza. White joint. tablecloth. Yeah, white tablecloth. Uh, couples only. Couples only. Yeah. Definitely couples only. A lot of people. You know, we were underdressed. Yeah, under. Yeah, we thought we were dressed. We were dressed fashionably well. We yeah. were ready for Brooklyn. We were ready to be in New York. Yeah, well, I mean, we weren't wearing sweats. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and a wife beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't. But yeah, we weren't wearing. Now we weren't wearing European clothing. N- right, yes, right. That right. is exactly how I would describe what people never wear. Yes, I'm talking scarves. Yep. Uh, I am Def- talking. Sc- yep, scarves. I'm talking cashmere sweaters. Yes. Uh, I'm talking. Uh, corduroy p- pants. Oh, ho, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about tweed jackets yes. with elbow patches. Ah, and yeah. A, and a scarf. Yes, yes. I'm I'm talking about toothpicks made of driftwood. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. I'm talking about shoes that they had just picked up from a. What do they call them? Shoemakers? Um, tailors? Uh, no, there's definitely a word for it. Um, a cobbler. A cobbler. Yes. Yes, a local cobbler down the street. I, th- I remember that because Adam Sandler's in a movie called The Cobbler, <laughs> where he makes shoes. <laughs> the shoe cobbler. The right? shoe cobbler. Right. Yeah, sure, sure, okay, sure. yes. So that was the way they were dressed. Now, apart from that, though, we were not that we were not that far out in there. We were, yeah, we were yeah. looking okay. Yeah, we were looking we okay. We had pictures of it. We yeah, we, we were fitting in great yeah. until our food got there. Yes, that is what it was. So, like we said... Almost exclusively every day one was a couple, right? Mm-hmm. The way the tables were set up is just a small table. There's a pizza stand in front of you, and, you know, you're sitting on either side of yeah, the table. Yeah, there's a pizza stand. Yeah, there's a pizza stand. That's extremely key. And there's also only space for... There are a pizza. A pizza. I mean, your table is the size of a pizza. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Your face is face-to-face with your pizza. I mean, it's, it's cramped. Exactly. Like, there's enough space in front of the stand to put your plate down yeah, and yeah. get the pizza onto your yeah. plate. And to have something like the like the red pepper, like the Parmesan, whatever you right, want, right. olive oil, yeah, your yep. wine glass, which yeah. you couldn't afford, which we could not afford. No, yeah. no, no, no. You couldn't drink it either. Yeah, but right. oh, like, good point. Regardless, um, I don't have twelve dollars to cough up for a shot size glass of Chardonnay. Yes, um, especially since I wouldn't know what to order anyways. Yes, yes, yeah. I would. I would probably like do that thing where you like flick your nose. And go. What cheese pairing goes well with? Ah. Uh, and then they bring. And then they say, "You want to sample the cheese?" And I'm like, "For sure." They'll be like, "That's ten dollars." <laughs> and I was like, "Interesting." And, and all you've gotten was cheese and wine that you didn't really want in the first place. No, 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 no. We were there for pizza. Yeah. And boy, did we get some pizza. Oh my goodness. Now, I'm a big fan of olives on pizza. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I, some people don't like it. Some people do. Whatever. They had the. Like Mediterranean olives, like the black, like I, I can't pronounce Kalamata. Yeah, I think it was Kalamata. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm not sure if those are the green ones or not, but I don't I th- remember. I can't remember, but there was Kalamata and there was one other one I can't remember. I ordered the black olives of the two. Yeah. These were literally the best olives I've ever had in my life. Like I'm, like I said, I eat olives in salads, sandwiches, like subs, pizzas all the time, um, and I like to get what I think is the good kinds. You know, from like the you know from the the authentic place to get them and by that i mean the italian food aisle mire uh, <laughs> yes. yeah yeah not the not the condiment aisle no you go to the, the foreign food the, the italian for, yeah, section yeah exactly where yes. they have the the soaking pimanetta yes yes that, oh. those ones yes <laughs> yes and those are good well, to me these were amazing they're the oil coming out of them amazing the 
texture of how soft they were in my mouth, amazing. Also, I got roasted red peppers on my pizza. Best roasted red peppers I've ever had. Best, wow. Be- best roasted red peppers I've ever had. Honestly. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on roasted red peppers. Mm-hmm. I should probably add that to my resume. Yeah. But. Well, we're, we're still working on it. Yes. But I would say those were very good roasted red peppers. Wow. Well, the pizza so, itself, amazing. The pizza, amazing. Let's, we, it is t- good that we point out here, we each had our own pizza. Oh, I mean, well, first off, of course. Of course. I mean, listen, we're not going to go to a, the, like a world-renowned pizza restaurant and not each get a pizza. Yes. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. And that is where, well, so talk about your pizza first. Okay, yeah, I would love to talk about my pizza. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I am a protein guy. Yeah. So I definitely loaded up on some protein. I, I, you, 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 oh, first of all, you always have to try the sausage and the pepperoni at a pizza place. Number one, you have to try the pepperoni because you have to know whether or not they're using the right pepperoni. You have to know if they're using the stuff that like curls up into a little bit of a bowl and you get that, just that little droplets of pepperoni oil in the, in the pepperoni. Mm-hmm. If they do it that way, you know you're at the right place. If, if it's just the, the round flat ones that you get, you know, from Domino's. Yeah. That's improper so you have to get that and you have to get sausage because you have to know whether or not they are the kind of people who hand crumble the sausage on top or if they cut the sausage into like discs if you hand crumble you have my heart my pizzas should be hand crumbled sausage and puddly bowly pepperoni right and they did it both phenomenally the sausage there is you can tell when there is good sausage and bad sausage you know this was no uh you know james dean uh, what, what, what's the breakfast? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy, you know, little brother of James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this was no breakfast sausage. This was not also like something you'd get even at like, well, only for our Grand Rapids listeners, like Wolfgang's or like Anne's, or like Anne's Kitchen or whatever yeah, 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 that, yeah. like breakfast place yeah, called. Like no. it's far superior. The far superior. This was straight from an Italian mobster. A cow farm. Cow farm. Yeah. Dairy farm. Yep. Dairy farm. Yeah. yeah. At, Right out back. Right out back. Right out back. I mean, I, I said, I want sausage on my pizza. He said, okay. He grabbed his giant knife from his belt. Yeah. And he went right out to the cow. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He, they were not messing around. No. Um, I think I also had, I'm sure I had some sort of vegetable on it. I think I had like maybe a four or five topping pizza. Yeah. I, I would never do anything less than four. Yeah. You no. Know, um, I'm sure I probably did some... I don't, I don't remember what else I had on it, but I it, had a vegetable pizza too. But I, I only really remember the olives and the yeah, red peppers. Yeah, I'm there's sh- just some vegetables that just don't um, really, you know, like they just didn't do the trick for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So obviously, I don't remember anything other than the sauce and the pepperoni. So it, those must have been, you know, expendable toppings. Yeah. But together, everything that I had on this pizza, best pizza I've ever had. It was, it, yeah, I think it might have been the best pizza ever. Yeah, now that's, like, that's a close, best, maybe very close to the best, like, it's one of the best pizzas I've ever had. The only thing that was a little off was, I think, the crust, it was a very, it was a classic wood-fired thin crust pizza, you know. Um, the only thing was, I think, the crust was a little, it wasn't, it didn't quite do the trick for me. I don't know right. what to call it, like, it wasn't like. It wasn't, the crust was not memorable. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I was kind of hoping it had more flavor to it or yeah. something. Like some but, crust, you know, like you get to the end and you're like, holy cow, let me just tear off the rest of the crust and eat that right now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So yeah. next time... That being said, it didn't really do it for us, but somehow the pizza was still Yeah, I mean, amazing. the crust was still really good. Yeah. It just, I was like, I was thinking it'd be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was all. Mm-hmm. Now, the, back to, we were talking about like the setting. 
you know. So the, right. the setting was really funny because, like we said, there was only one pizza stand at every at every table. Yep. And at our specific table, as as expected, there was just one pizza stand. Now they brought out two full pizzas. We also got the large, larger oh, of the two sizes. Yeah, it's for sixteen inches. Yeah, we I got mean, the, full. No, no, we got eighteen. Oh, you're normally right. Because we sixteen. Normally we would go sixteen, which is still way too much pizza for one person. Yeah. But we thought either a, you know, we're gonna need this for our walk back home to br- all the way over the all, Brooklyn all the way over the Brooklyn Bridge. You know, to, for sustenance, we don't want to, yeah. you know, wither away and blow off the bridge exactly. while we're going back. Or maybe we have extra. But realistically, we were. No, we were there was we were gonna we were gonna vacuum. We it. were gonna vacuum it down. Yeah, and that's when we started getting a couple stairs. Yes, yep. yeah. Uh, so everyone, literally every couple there, was sharing a pizza. Mm. Some sixteen, some eighteen inches, uh, and almost ninety percent of them had takeout at the end. Yes, they all were yeah. taking a slice or two back. Yep, and you know it. Our pizza just came, and first off, there was a little bit of an ergonomic issue putting it down. There was. Because only the pizza stand only had a top stand part to it, so they put one of the pizzas on the top, and the other one, they had to kind of just shimmy onto the, the, the base of it, Yeah, which isn't where you put a pizza. That, there, it, it, it eliminated any room we could have had for wine glasses. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so, basically, you know, we just have these two huge steaming pizzas in front of us mm-hmm. you know with multiple toppings whereas yep. many people were just getting one or one two. maybe they're just getting a classic margarita exactly you know? yeah and now we're getting a couple of peripheral stairs yes you know, you know like, at first it's, it was slow it was just yeah. a couple people giving us side eyes yeah 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 and then they were like maybe they're gonna sample a little bit of both exactly and then they checked on us a little bit later and about six minutes later yeah about six minutes later, when like, we were about three quarters <laughs> of the way through, through the pizza. Through the pizza. Uh, and then they checked on us again another 10, 15 minutes later, and we were done with the pizza. And we were done. Completely done with we two had... humongous pizzas. Yes. And, and the, the people behi- beside us were literally upset by how fast and how much we were eating. They yeah. were they were lo- they were would look at us every about thirty seconds and they would whisper to each other, but their faces said what is happening in the table next? And time? I remember that those people were dirty Brits. They were dirty Brits. I remember that clearly. And one of them was wearing uh, a beret. Yeah, like, I think he was wearing. First off, that dude was out of his league. Oh, that woman. that's yeah, right. That that's key, right. That was that's key, I remember. He looked a little like pudgy. He did look pudgy. He was pudgy. He was pudgy. He was Nothing. definitely self-conscious about how much pizza he was eating. Yeah, because he, you know, he didn't want put anything down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't put anything down. Mm-mm. Yeah. He needed those gains. He was looking at us like, how can I look like that and eat like that? Exactly. Yep. Steroids. Steroids. Yep. That's it. HGH. Yep. HGH. Yeah. Steroids. Ask Peyton Manning about that. Oh, yeah. He's our source. Actually. He is our source. Yeah. Actually, it goes through his wife and then to us. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Or acid trips. Acid that trips. That also helps yeah. you lose weight. Meth. Meth. Yep. A lot of meth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these are all things that we wish we did. <laughs> These are all things that um, we do not advocate. This that are this just show. as healthy as eating a 18-inch pizza. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, we we vacuumed through that whole thing, uh, and in general, that was a really good experience. I would say that was amazing. Okay, I don't regret it. No, I don't regret it. I would go back for sure. Yeah. Um, now, hitting uh, two more places now. Two kind of fast, well, like a little faster moving places. Yes, yeah, you know we weren't not sit down restaurants. Yeah. we kind of want to diversify. We've talked about sit down, like reasonably priced places like the ramen joint or like Los Tacos Number One. Yeah, we've talked about very posh places like Ferraras or this Giuliana's Italian joint. These are kind of a little faster. So, halal guys, boom, boom. 
Um, now, I will say hello, guys. The quality of the Mediterranean food is not necessarily anything special. Right. Right. But we got, we want to talk about it because it's kind of one of those, like, cultural. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's iconic. It's iconic. You know, it's, it's like, basically the food truck, you know. Mm-hmm. There's only one of it. Uh, I, uh, honestly, it was in an area of New York that I was not familiar with. I, yeah. got, I have no clue where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I can't help you with that. I think they move around a little bit, but they're usually in that general area. Um, it's definitely in Manhattan. We can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. It's yep, in that yep. borough. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't help much, but it's in that borough. <laughs> yep. And I, I know for sure it's kind of near wh- when you're, it was on our way back from like, uh, Wall Street, like the charging right, road and everything. It was right, somewhere right. in that general vicinity. Now, the thing about it is just, again, it's like a cultural icon thing. You know what I'm saying? They only take cash. It's only eight bucks. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. like a full thing of meat. You know, you can get a mixture of the chicken and beef, or you can just get one of the two. Um, you can, you get rice with it and you get sauce Oh, yeah, and some hummus and <sighs> it is, it is still really good food, you know, but you know, having been the Mediterranean experts that we are, yes. obviously, yes. um, we all, you know, we will say that it's not the greatest Mediterranean it's, food. It's not, it's no, it's, it's no chupli. No, it's no chupli. Yeah. But it's it's certainly very good for the value. Yeah, amazing uh, for and the value. for the for the uh, convenience. Convenience, right. Yeah. That's if you're going home from work. Yeah. At five o'clock. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna have time to you know go home and make food before you got to go out and meet meet your buddies. Exactly. Boom! Yeah. You grab some halal guys. Exactly. You can just walk Fill, walk it's and filling. eat. Baby. It's got your protein. Yep. It's got your carbs. Yep. Yeah. You don't need vegetables. You don't need fruits. First, yeah. Ma, whoever told you that wrong. 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 <laughs> Um, so yeah, d- re- recommend hitting it up. It's, it's cheap. It's just a cool experience, you know, getting yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and especially like if you're in a situation in New York where you're in a rush, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it, which it, everyone is apparently all yeah, the time. Exactly. Yep. Yep. We noticed that easily yeah. the first day we got there. Yeah. A, a lady was helping me one second find a place, and I turned around to ask her a question, and she was sprinting, <laughs> literally full sprint. A 40 year old woman was sprinting. Uh, and we found out why later when we missed the ferry. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We understand now. Yeah. So, anyways, if you're like, if you're, if because of your itinerary when you're there, you're like kind of pressed for time when eating, definitely swing by there and just grab something to go. Now, another kind of to go place, Best Bagels and Coffee. Yeah, that's literally what it's, it's called. Yep. Best Bagels and Coffee. Now, there's a lot of bagel joints in New York for sure. That's one of the things about New yeah, York. Yeah, they, 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 they are New York bagels. Yeah, these are know. New York bagels. Now, we're just going to talk about this one because this is what this our is where we went. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. Delicious. Amazing. We got the bagel sandwiches. We got the bagel sandwiches. You got yeah. to. I the what you one of the ones I recommend you try because it is the classic in New York. Yeah. You got to get the lox and cream cheese bagel. Yeah. You know the salmon. Yeah. That is absolutely key. Ridiculously delicious. Very filling. Very big. Oh, these are big bagels. These are big bagels. Yeah, these are no. These are no. These are not your mom and pops. No bagels. This is no Panera little thin bagel. No, no. This is a thick boy. Yeah, these are thick. These are very good bagels to begin with by themselves. Yeah, the cream cheese they use also extremely good. I think on that Lox one they put like the garlic one Mm -hmm, on it. mm -hmm. Very good. It is. If you have not had actually good cream cheese, yeah, like you just eat the Philadelphia stuff that you get from from Mike. Yeah, yeah, you. Literally cannot even comprehend how good what, this how was. good this was. And I think we both got two sandwiches because that was oh, the day we were leaving. Yes, well, so we, we, we weren't about to go, go on get up on, on an airplane without eating two sandwiches. Yeah, so I think we like I ate half my second one, couldn't finish the rest, yeah, so yeah. I ate it later. I but, think I did the same. Probably. Yeah, so like one of them I got the salmon, 
And the other one, I got like a turkey egg one or something. Also very good. Mm -hmm. And again, the key, honestly, the key thing were the basics. I, I won't like act like the turkey was smoked in a different way or the salmon was pretty good too. The like itself was pretty yeah. good, I would say. But really, it was the bagel quality mm -hmm. and the cream cheese they used. Yes. That's what gave it the, yep. the, the, the leg up over any other bagel sandwich I've had. Yeah. Just the quality of the bagel itself yep. and the cream cheese yep. really made the sandwich. Yeah. Absolutely. And this place was not like just like. Even though it was basically just a place we stumbled into, it wasn't just some random corner bagel. It was packed. It was packed. It was like the bagel place. It was place. the yeah. bagel place. Yeah, it was it, it, like when, we, when you're going towards lower Manhattan, because we were going to lower Manhattan to get on our uh, get on the train to go to Queens yeah. that day for to catch our flight. And we, we were like on the way, we were like, well, we had a plan to get bagels. But we figured on the way there, we just look up whatever bagel shop there was. And yeah. that was the one that came up yeah. on Yelp. It looked well reviewed. We hopped in there. Definitely did not regret it. No, Very not at all. Bagels. The last place we want to talk about. Gotta you know save dessert the, for last. This is not just save dessert for last. I legitimately think this is the best place. It was it was the thing that I can st I can harken back and I can still taste it in my mouth. Right yes, now. and and the biggest thing about it, the biggest thing about it is if we go back through everything we've talked about eating. Other than maybe the Korean snow, because that's very selective. Yeah. A lot of these things are available in the local area. Yes. Yeah. You know, you can get ramen in Michigan. You can get, um, you can probably find a bakery, like a Jewish bakery in sure, Michigan. Sure. Pizza, there's still good pizza places. Mediterranean food, tacos, dim sum. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot find this ice cream anywhere, uh, to my knowledge, but milk. No, it is literally impossible. I. And quite frankly, I don't think there is another place that could even possibly make it. Yeah. The actual recipe for it, I do not even comprehend how it could possibly be done. No, it is amazing. So let us explain. Let us preface it. Okay. It's an ice cream bar, basically. It is. Very small. It's very minimalist. It's just a white counter, white backdrop. They have like three items on the menu. Yeah. Well, they have multiple. They have multiple. They have, the, the, but they're, but they're different. Like, uh, they're like in different, um, like it's like serving like soft serve. And then also serving like a hard, uh, like it's like all the same, like it's the same there's thing. like five flavors, but they're like served in different in ways. In different ways. Yeah, sure, you know sure, sure, like, sure, But sure. it does matter the way you get, like if you want a milkshake, it'll be smoother. Right, We right. got the like the twister kind of thing, yeah. which is a little thicker, yeah. you know, and it came with a thick fudge in it. Yes. And that was key. Now, well, yours had fudge in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours had, would you like to describe what you had? I would like, so mine is so what. Start with the preface of what it tastes like. That yeah. Think. So this is what they are known for. Yeah. Right. This is their selling point. Yeah. There's a reason they call their restaurant milk. Yeah. And the reason is because this ice cream tastes like, hark, okay, close your eyes. I want everyone to close your close eyes. Close your eyes. And harken back. Put your uh, two fingers on your, your on your pulse, right? Yeah. Because it, this, it, this is going to get, you know, stay safe. Yes. Yeah. Think back to your child. Yeah. You're sitting at your dining room table. You just poured yourself a big bowl of frosted flakes mm -hmm. you know you have some whole milk you real creamy whole milk whole milk you know you eat your frosted flakes and you're just it's delicious right you're eating it you're eating it crunchy you're, you're eating, eating your crunchy, it soft you're eating it soft yeah and you get to the bottom and what what's left you have a bowl of milk and this milk it's not just people who are you know have eaten frost flakes you know this is no regular milk no this is no longer your mom's healthy glass of milk with dinner. No. No, this is Frosted Flakes milk. And I'll tell you what. Sweet. Sweet. A little salty. A little salt. A little salty. You know, the corn flakes are still a little bit salty. Yeah. Yeah. It's creamy. 
Yeah. Now, if you take this milk and turn it into ice cream, mm-hmm. that is what it was. That is what yep. I ate. Yep. And I will tell you this. It not only was it was it marketed as such, it literally tasted exactly like the milk in the bottom of your Frosted Flakes bowl. Yeah. It was not. It was not like a. Uh, it was not a. A uh, good analogy. Uh, it was not like oh, it kind of you know like yeah. this is the best description. Yeah. No, they this was their idea. They engineered it to be this, and it it was exa- every note was exactly right. Yep. It was the great. I it, I put one bit in my mouth. And my mind exploded into a million pieces. Yep. I, right now, I, I am almost speechless. The, it had, it, I think it rewired some of the nerves in my brain. And my pleasure sensors may never be the same. <laughs> Your pleasure tolerance is much higher now. Yes. You can't, yeah, you nothing need... tastes as good now. Yes. Um, and also the, the little, f- the, the, what do they put in, in yours? They put frosted flakes in it. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, like a little crunchy, like a little crunchy. And stuff, yeah. Because right? in mine, I had like, so I got the. I'm a huge fan of like salted caramel, right? Yeah. I really liked. I really liked that concept of the sweet and salty flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Vince had already gotten his his. They called it the birthday cake, by the way. Remember, that's what they called your flavor, birthday oh, cake, right? Yeah. Um. They the, mine was really just called salted chocolate, right? And I was like, okay, I really like salted caramel. Vince had already gotten his. I tried some, and I was like, this is good. I, they gave me a sample of it. And yeah. that's when I was like, oh, yes, I've got to try this. Yeah. Listen, it is just the perfect amount of sweet and salty. And, and here's a key thing. The reason I don't think it can be done the same, you're like, well, if they know how to make salted caramel out there, they could probably make salted chocolate. No, no, and no. Mm. Salted caramel has a much different sweet to salty ratio than this salted chocolate did. Chocolate's a completely different beast, you know? Yeah. And the amount, like... Just the the greatest feeling was when you put it in your mouth, the first thing you felt was actually the saltiness of it. Yes. It was kind of like salty on your mouth. And when you pulled it back and it started going down your throat and into your internal organs. Into your soul. It, into your soul. Yeah. You felt the sugary taste. You yes. felt how sweet it was. And then on top of that, on top of all that, it was, they put like little, fu- like little fudge balls in it. Oh. And these crunchy little like chocolate, like toffee type uh, things and oh it and the and one of the key things and it's a small thing con- considering the flavor was so amazing but the consistency of the ice cream was high quality it was it was not like it was technically soft serve you know but it was not like it wasn't like it wasn't melting too quick you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying nope. it was it had a really good consistency it wasn't icy like mcdonald's sauce Ex- or exactly might be. yeah yeah it was it was a very good consistency and if you ate it within like 10 to 15 minutes of getting it which is about how long it would take anyways it ne- like it wasn't like at the bottom you were drinking milk right it had it maintained its temperature you know it maintained it and it truly is i think the best ice the best officer ice cream i've ever had absolutely 100%. hands down words do not do it justice that it, and it is truly unique to New York. That's why we left it for last. It is it like like I said, everything else on our list, you will find a secondary value, uh, like you know, a secondhand version of it in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even something as good. I don't know. Like for the pizza, for example, sure. there's great pizza in, in Detroit and whatever. But that ice cream bar, I need someone to tell me where they're the closest version of that is. Yeah, New York. New York. Yeah. Hop on a plane. I'd hop on a plane just for milk if I had that kind of money. Oh, when we have that kind of money. Oh, when? You know, when we're not spending time at the Elk Ranch. 
Yep. We'll be... The Caribou the ca- Camp. You're right, Caribou Camp. Wow. My you gotta, you, when we're planning for the midlife crisis, you have to know what we're doing. Well, you're right. You're it's right. It's a caribou camp. It is a caribou One camp. One caribou can feed us for, like, months. That is true. Its pelt can keep us warm for weeks. We'll just, you know, burrito ourselves into one pelt together. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, in a snowbank. Yeah, in a snowbank. In yeah. a snowbank. Yeah. And we'll use the, uh, we'll use the, uh, the antlers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called on caribou, but the antlers to build us a structure. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And we will make sure to use every part of the, the caribou. We'll use its fat to burn our candles. Yes, yes, yes. yes because we're we'll respectful. We'll use its hooves to fashion weapons. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to make jello. What? <laughs> you know that's how they make gelatin. Is from, uh, like, hooves. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well... And gelatin's not essential nutrient to surviving. You're right. You're yeah. right. But we could. We could. You're right. We could uh, boil the hooks. That could be our luxury. You yeah, know? that could be if, our luxury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we're afforded that luxury. Yes, correct. Yes, yes. Uh, We'll use its... Well, it's all... Most of its bones will be used um, for tool making. For tool... Yeah. I mean, how else are we going to do the rest of all of this stuff that we want to do if we yeah. don't have the tools? Exactly, yeah. Well, we'll need tools to fashion those tools. But that's a... Uh, handicap we'll give ourselves. Yeah, we'll handicap ourselves with one Swiss Army knife and a hammer. I was thinking about bringing my whole toolbox. Oh! Yeah. I don't have a toolbox. Huh. I have a first aid kit. Me neither. My dad has a toolbox, though. <laughs> well, he's not going to know if you steal it. That's true. <laughs> also, he wouldn't care because he knows I don't know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a 21st century child. I'm a shel- Sheltered and... I can change a tire. Well, there you go. Yeah. I've never I actually mean, done it, but I've seen it. I mean, it, how hard could it be? We're engineers. Oh, yeah, what's a, yeah. What's a tire when we can, you know, find the efficiency of a turbine system? So I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're, we, you know, we're, we're going on an hour and a half. This is a long pod. Yeah. But honestly, it didn't... It, I Hopefully, for you guys, it wasn't dry. You know, I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. If you like our food content, um, if you have anything you guys want to talk about, please reach out to us on Facebook at... We'll get to it later, podcast, and on Twitter. We are super fast with the responses. We love it when you guys reach out. Also, I'd love to have some other guests on. You know, if you if some you guys are out there and, you know, you have cool interests or you're in a field that has cool stuff going on or really you just want to talk about whatever, you you know, you, you guys have some, some cool food or, you know, some hot takes you want to talk about, I'd love to have you on. Uh, but as always, I love having a Yaz on. And with that, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the We'll Get To It Later podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. If you have suggestions for upcoming shows or want to stay connected and join the conversation, make sure to follow our socials on Twitter at GetToItLaterPod and on Facebook at We'll Get To It Later podcast. Until next time, Mind Tricks lead us out.